2: Dan here. Before we get to the podcast, let's talk a little Fanduel. Did you think your fantasy football season was over? Don't wait till next year. Play more fantasy football for real cash this season over at Fanduel.com. Chris Prince from Detroit. Princey. Joey Watts is an avid fantasy football player who has won over seven hundred thousand dollars. It's an absurd amount of money playing fan fantasy sports at Fanduel.com. Join him and the hundreds of other users who have already won money seven hundred grand. That's almost
3: like That's a million outrageous. dollars.
2: This is it, the final week of the fantasy football season on FanDuel. Take your last shot this weekend and walk away with your piece of the $10 million. they are playing out this weekend. Go to FanDuel and click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner. Use the code AROUND and sign up now. New user special. FanDuel is giving you a bonus of up to 200 bucks on your first deposit. For every dollar you deposit, FanDuel will match it up to $200. Offer is only good for the first 50 people that use the code AROUND. Don't forget to use the code around. Don't miss out on all the fantasy football you can handle. FanDuel.com where every week is a new season. Sign up today. The
0: Around the NFL podcast has never been mentioned on the Coaches Show podcast.
2: Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with some heroes. A subset of heroes or one subset of a hero. We have Mark Sessler, of course. Old reliable, they call him.
4: I just keep showing up. Every Big day. old geyser in the
2: middle of the uh, the National Forest. And then, handsome Hank. He doesn't like call, being called that. Henry Hodgson, notorious DOP. What up, boys?
4: He is. You are handsome. I'm just going to throw <laughs> that right mom. out there at the top of the show. You Let's get it out of the as way. Well. You're both very attractive. Eh, much men. lesser, to a lesser degree.
2: Uh, yeah, far lesser. Okay, so here's the deal. So, Chris Wessling, off day, busy guy, doing West type stuff. He's not in and greg rosenthal a new child a child is born a new member of the around the nfl group a boy a healthy boy and congratulations to the boss greg Uh, we're going to try to get him on the phone we need to get confirmation on the name because there's been some back channels bubbling about some this. Some whispers. Whispers about the name of the boy, and it's a, uh, a somewhat unique name, I would say. Mm. But Belichick.
3: This, or am I not supposed to say it? Yeah, you weren't uh, supposed to no, say no, it. I, okay, he was I born
2: haven't. on the 12th, so I thought maybe Brady made sense. Right. Uh, but he didn't want to go that way. Um, so we'll talk to Greg at the end of the show if he picks up uh, wherever he is. I'm sure he's... Now he has two kids. That's a lot of kids.
4: Well, you know, w- one thing I was thinking was <laughs> to me it's a lot of kids. I got one kid barely. You've got one. Lot. I've got two. You know, we're Henry has seven. He's got he's got seven. It's like Philip Rivers of the uh, <laughs> NFL media. But Ukraine. he's visiting this podcast, and, and we should say for the for the foundational members of this podcast, we already have five era parents, five mm. young men that say two decades from now when we are well beyond being here, mm. can just sit in and just take over the show.
2: TD, how are you doing with that? Because we need a producer.
5: Well, I mean, yeah, I think my son, the executive producer of all these shows and other shows and like all else he has going on, and uh, it should be a fun time. I look forward to listening to it.
4: We need Wes to
2: Wes start still generating be some children. He This, could actually this be, is what we right. could do. We could put Wes, we can keep him alive, pump him full of uh, modern medicine. And he's like a hundred and thirty <laughs> years old cyborg arguing about football. I could totally old see that. Old grandpa definitely would work. And speaking of uh, technology, we did have a mishap uh, Tuesday. Uh, we lost the show. We had started. We got a good twenty minutes in, and then uh, TD said, hey, failures. You got to stop down." And we stopped down, and we were told it was all gone. And I will say this: a lot of people. We let everybody know on Twitter. A lot of people were pointing fingers at at producer TD, saying it's got to be his fault. Not saying he is or is not responsible. We have launched an independent investigation. NFL gumshoe Ted Wells. We got Robert Mueller involved, mm-hmm. and we're just going to wait and see how the process unfolds. TD, your thoughts?
3: What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever
4: heard.
5: True story was Z Drizzle was back here with me today. Came in yesterday while we were recording, and it's like, whoa, whoa, something's going wrong show was not recording like it should be recording. It's an engineering issue. But, you know, you're, I'm sure your independent investigation would uh, let you when know.
4: That's your take. Henry, you have your fingers in a <laughs> lot of a the company. What are you hearing? Why, what I'm hearing is that
3: uh, TD actually did record it. And ten years from now, when it will be worth a lot of money, the lost around the NFL. <laughs> the lost tapes. The um, lost tapes. He'll be able to sell savvy. them for several million
4: dollars. Along with our Stitcher Award. Yes. Yeah, the missing
2: Stitcher well, Award. All on eBay that that in, has nothing to do with me, 20, guys. 20, Stitcher 24. Award. Very savvy, also by T.D. to use my own sound drop against me. There, yeah. We had that thing waiting, li- yeah. lying in wait, and pounced on me like a cougar. Uh, all right, so we got a great show today. We got a lot to get to, and uh, yes. Yeah, so congratulations to Greg, and uh, that's very. We're all very happy for Greg and Wes. He'll be back on Thursday. We'll have a full house. Henry, thank you for sitting in, by the
3: way. Um, it's a huge honor. I, I, mean, I listen to all your shows now. I'll be, I will listen and I'll hear my own voice on there. That'll mm. be exciting. And
2: <laughs> is Dave okay with this? Damashek, you are a regular on his show. I haven't told him.
1: <laughs> Come Wait. on, player.
4: Let's find what's out. What's up with that? <laughs> Let's find out if he's listening to this show. Because if he is, oh, it's yeah. going to get on his radar. If he says nothing ever, right? Oh, yeah. not listening no, to the show.
2: No snitches on Twitter. St- snitches <laughs> get stitches. Let's see if Dave ever finds out that Henry was here. I
4: will not
3: tell.
2: So we've got a lot of show to get to today. I'm, I'm excited about the show. I can't always say that, but this one I am thrilled about. Well, you always say that. Yeah. Subline well, that's, that's true. Okay. Uh, we have, we're going to talk about uh, Mark Sessler wrote uh, a nice piece. Uh, I really enjoyed it. He wrote it on Tuesday. Uh, where will they land? Predicting where... All these coaches that are floating and, and who they will end up being connected with. And he's off to a hot start, I'll say. He sure is. Without teasing it too much more. So we'll go through those teams and, and go through Mark's predictions and then attack them uh, and, Mark, and make Mark feel defensive and uncomfortable in the studio. <laughs> um, we're also going <coughs> to call this the Over Overly Confident Bozo's Guide to Championship Sunday, whereby each of us, and I, uh, Henry, Mark, myself, and TD – Pinch pinch hitting here for uh, Greg and/or Wes. Uh, we'll pick a team that's playing this Sunday in Championship Weekend, and then uh, confidently—I mean, over-confidently—explain why there's no chance that team uh, loses on Sunday. And then the other guys will try to poke holes in their in the argument. So that will be fun. Uh, but before any of that, we go back to TD and uh, and uh, Mister Producer at TD. T D producer is your handle. Yeah, that is correct. Yes. <laughs> Let's uh, why don't we start with some news because we got a lot to get to. New York Bozo, New York Bozo. Fitting that New York Bozo is the drop today because there was big news up in Western New York where Rex Ryan was introduced as head coach of the Buffalo Bills. And it it, it was almost uh, pre- it was very predictable how this was going to play out. That Rex, this is something that he'd been waiting for, for this fresh start, and exactly how maybe a lot of people thought it would play out. Old Rex was back, the swagger was back for Rex, and he he said a lot of different things. So this is, by the way, this is how he starts the press conference.
0: Let's go to eat a goddamn snack. Well, that's well, (laughs) no, that's
2: that's old Rex. That's old Rex. Yeah, that's old (laughs) Rex. But the old Rex, the new Rex is the old Rex. He approaches the podium. Taps on the mic and says
0: this. this thing on? Because it's getting ready to be on.
2: Pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty good. All right. Uh, you're pretty good? It's pretty ten? good. <laughs> I mean, a couple of weeks it's ago. It's a
3: little can. When, when, they, uh, when they parted ways with, jet, with the Jets and Rex, um, Dan, you wrote a, an excellent piece rem- oh, recapping thanks. the, I think, the 10 best moments of Rex in, in New York. I have a feeling this will be on your list in about four years' time of the, of the 10 greatest moments mm. of the Bills. With Rex. Yeah, that's
2: fair. And uh, let's see. Let's go through a couple other things he said. Because he gave more in 30 minutes than Doug Marone gave the Bills in two years. It's a pretty long one, by the way. Okay. I'm
0: not going to let our fans down. I am not mm. going to do that. Okay? I know it's been, you know, 15 years since the uh, the Bills made a playoffs. Well, get ready, man. We're going. We are going. <laughs> and, you know, the guarantee, you know, hey, am I going to guarantee a Super Bowl and all that, I, I, I tell you what I will do. I will guarantee the pursuit of it. What,
2: oh, what that, does that even mean, by that?: That is a
0: categorization.
2: <laughs>
4: like You, along with 31 other head coaches, will be pursuing the Super Bowl.
2: That's, that, I guess that would be one example of the, uh, the hedged-in John Idzik Rex coming out because he didn't want to make another Super Bowl guarantee like he famously made several times with the Jets. So he just guarantees they're going to try to win the Super
3: right. Bowl. He which, guaranteed you know, he'll be on the sidelines for every game next season.
5: Uh, what else do we got, T.D.? All right, we got one more. This fan base, the
0: loyalty that they show that this football team deserves a loyal coach,
5: mm. deserves
0: loyal players. That's what we're bringing. We will bring it. Nobody's more loyal than me as a football coach, I can tell you that.
2: Skyscraper shade on one Doug Marone, right, Mark?
4: It is, and I think that that's the one point that Rex is absolutely right about. But maybe almost, you know, I wonder if what Jets fans would think about this, but Everyone looks at Belichick as a surgeon that is never a guy who keeps players around too long. He unemotionally removes anyone who's not helping the team. Rex Ryan, I love him in terms of his loyalty to his players. I think all his players feel that. They play for him hard no matter what the team's doing. But he hangs on to guys and hangs on to quarterbacks specifically longer than he should. That's been a staple for him, and Buffalo fans are going to get the same thing.
2: Quarterback is a blind spot for West – for – Uh, Rex Ryan, of course, but also I think the thing as a Jets fan that I took away from this press conference, it was fun, especially sandwiched in a day this was – and Hank, I don't know if you were behind this, but – uh, NFL Network Championship Wednesday was today. Many press conferences. We have 17 hours straight of coverage on NFL Network uh, for a bunch of press conferences where nobody says anything. Sam thought he
4: going to get a normal day in the office and he's getting barraged <laughs> with high-octane content. I come in at
2: 7 a.m. and the parking lot's full. I'm like, what's going on? Did the games get moved up? Uh, no, press conferences, and for Rex's... Twelve noon uh, press conference will be sandwiched in between all the other uh, teams that are left. Their press conference are very little is said. Nobody really has any bluster. Rex is refreshing, and he's always been refreshing. but it also it was very gave a very familiar whiff to anybody that knows uh, what Rex did in his previous job, and some of it felt tired and, and what happened after he did his opening remarks. A lot of questions about EJ Manuel and the quarterback situation came, and he he was making comments that you could have plugged in Geno Smith's name for EJ Manuel and it would have been no different. You would you heard it a hundred times in Florin Park, so on one level it's fun, and if you're a Bills fan, this is exciting. But on the other level, it's like, oh geez, what is this guy? You know, this is the same thing he was saying four years ago, and nothing happened that then.
3: But the but the difference is he kept referring when he was asked those questions. You know, at least I've got Greg Roman as an offensive coordinator, and I think this time around, I don't know if you guys would agree. And Dan, you probably have the best take on this. But at least he has someone as an offensive coordinator that he that he feels he can trust. It.
2: This is the best hire he's made. Best hire he's had as offensive,
3: coordinator. offensive sure. coordinator. So whether EJ Manuel actually ends up being their quarterback from day one, I think that Greg Roman's going to come in with with something more to offer than than the, the Schottenheimer, Spirano um, Morningweg trio did
4: here's the asset test you're a Jets fan Dan and you're a Dolphins fan and you're still stuck with Rex in the AFC East against you Henry but would you rather if you whether or not you think he's that kind of a coach that can absolutely change a team do you would you rather see him inside or outside the division for the fun of it inside or just get him yeah. out because he's too dangerous
2: it kind of it's it's a tough it's a good question because I do look forward to Rex being in the mix and being in the middle of my football life still uh, but at the same time, now I can't really root for him. I can only root for him to win eight or nine games at the most, and that's kind of a bummer. I kind of wanted to see him uh, succeed elsewhere, but not succeed too much because I didn't want him to win a Super Bowl because then I would have felt horrible and the Jets fans would feel horrible. So maybe this is exactly right. I've right. talked myself into it. Well, in.
4: like, well, we were in the NFL Now offices preparing for something and when the thing, when the press conference was unfolding, and I felt like watching Rex in a Bills sweater – and his glowing white teeth, which are perfect at this point. Uh, but the but the red, Wait, white they're not real. you're saying no, I don't know. I'm not sure. But the red, white and blue background. Litigation. That fact that it's it's not Jets green behind him was, for me, like watching uh, Peyton Manning in a Broncos jersey right, for, the for the first time. First it was time. very jarring. It seemed weird. It would
2: have been, think about it. It would have been more jarring if he was wearing a red Falcons polo shirt. At least he's, like, in the frozen tundra up That's there. That's fair. And he's so funny. Rex cracks me up, and we got to move on. But Rex cracks me up because he's such a huckster. Like, he's saying in the uh, – he tells uh, Pagula, the owner – Uh, 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 apparently he said a few days back and then Pagula like told the crowd this in a a breathless manner. He's like, did you know what Rex told the realtor when he was looking for a house? Take me to the place where it snows the most. (laughs) It's like, oh, come on, you're buying that? And he's also (laughs) saying, and then he's like, Rex is like, uh, you know, I'm a huge Buffalo Sabres fan. Like he is, like he knows how to get people excited yeah. and make people like him. And I get that. So good luck to Re- Rex Ryan. But by the no, way, Doug Marone
4: working like. at CVS at this point. <laughs> yeah, that,
2: I don't know. That's starting to feel like a huge tactical error. Right,
3: there. it really is.
2: Uh, speaking of the Jets, they have uh, found their next ho- head coach. Todd Bowles, former uh, defensive coordinator of the Cardinals, is now the Jets' head coach. Just came down late Tuesday night. Uh, according to NFL Media Insider Ian Rappaport. So the news with the Jets was that Dan Quinn, the Seahawks defensive coordinator, seemed to be the favorite, but then Bowles seemed to make some gains and they got a second interview with him, and that was enough to lock down the job. Um, Mark, I'll start with you. Todd Bowles, nice hire by the
4: Jets. Yeah, it reminds me, the first thing that came to mind was when Mike Zimmer got hired last year that all these coaches that have worked with Bulls over the years come out of the woodwork to say what a great hire it is, what a, how respected he is, that he's kind of a rare coach. And there was one guy that basically said, this is a rare type of coach that you don't find anymore from the younger breed. And so I think it is. I mean, people are going to get upset because it was a defensive hire when you just let Rex go, but Rex was gone. There yeah. was no way to salvage another year out of Rex. I think this is someone that brings – Respect to the organization. Like Buffalo, though, you've got the same questions on offense. And you go from there, but but certainly a good hire. Yeah, he did a great job with the Cardinals.
2: And we're hearing the defensive coordinator, Henry, is going to come from the Miami coaching
3: journey. That's possible, yeah. Casey Rogers, who's the Dolphins' defensive line coach, has been a great teacher. I think he's a well-respected coach uh, at, for the position coach and then uh, certainly on that team. And I, it sounds like, obviously, Bowles was in Miami for a while, in fact, was uh, uh, interim head coach for the Dolphins and was passed over for the great Joe Philbin um, in that <laughs> role in, in 2011. <laughs> does sincere. Really? Yeah, no, I don't I'm sorry, know if I'll have too to try excited harder about next another Can year. Can we do Joe that building? again, TD? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, but I think, you know, Bowles bowls, and if Casey Rogers is there, I think I think that you know, it's, it looks like a solid little unit.
2: Chan Gailey is expected to be the team's offensive coordinator, which the jury's a little more out on that one. Uh, we'll see what comes of that. But uh, the one thing I'll also say is, yes, you went for defensive coach to defensive coach. Uh, but this also changes the culture of the team, and I think a, in a refreshing way, the circus is out of town. You have a guy that's a little more no-nonsense, right. and it just changes things a little bit. I think the Jets needed that. I think Rex needed that. They also hired their GM the same day. Four hours earlier, they announced that Mike McKaganin, uh or McKagnon, and why isn't he going with the second uppercase?
4: I don't. That bothers Henry, you're from me the a UK. lot. That does uh,
2: bother me. Close to Ireland right. and all that. How come? What's up with the, the, the lowercase? I don't case? know. I,
3: I mean, I guess that's a decision that was made by the Macagnens, you know, many many centuries ago, and they said everyone else is going uppercase. Let's let's stay, stick it's with It's very
4: hard on the eye in could, print.
2: It could be another one of those Ellis Island stories we hear about. Like, <laughs> oh, they is. made me take away the O at the end. <laughs> It's like, all right, well, you know, what are you, you going to do about
4: it? So, Dan, you're saying you don't have a whole lot of history in terms <laughs> of your take on this GM scenario.
2: <laughs> no, I, the, as far as he goes, he seems to be more of a wild card. Uh, this was a casserly guy. They went back years and years together, uh, Houston and Washington, and uh, we don't know much about him. We know that he's a personnel guy, which is a big step up from uh, what they had their last two GMs. Were both, um, they were both uh, money guys, cap guys. So, that's the situation we're working with there. So they're, they're moving to a personnel guy. That's good. Other than that, we don't know a lot about him.
4: Jeff Darlington, NFL media's Jeff Darlington, talked to a, a couple people, and they described him as, as a GM, a total grinder, like someone that it was one of these guys in the shadows that if he wasn't this year, his name would have bubbled up down the road. These are two Jets hires maybe that we like here, Dan. I saw Dan last night at the gym. He was on a Stairmaster, oh, yeah, uh, you know, our local gym, right after this news broke. And I wanted to ask him, but you looked far too involved. I didn't want to, ha- if you found this out, have you thrown off the machine or something.
2: And when I saw you at the gym, and I saw you in your, your shorts and your sneakers, I said, man, I got I to gotta work harder.
1: <laughs> this is yeah, well, I
4: like to set that tone. I knew that Dan could watch me across the room on a, on a running machine, what they call that thing. I don't even <laughs> treadmill? Know treadmill, yeah, a treadmill. But I was like, I'm going to put this up to a high speed. And then as soon as Dan leaves, which I knew would not be much longer, I'm going (laughs) to crank it back down to the speed. But I was going to leave an impression on Dan. You certainly did. All (laughs) (laughs) All
2: right, let's move then to Oakland where there's some more head coach news that came out on Wednesday uh, in a lot of different places. And uh, Ian Rappaport uh, confirmed it. Jack Del Rio, the next Raiders head coach. Uh, Del Rio uh, spent the last – how many seasons was it in Denver? Two, I believe. Two seasons in Denver as the defensive coordinator. Uh, did some nice things there. Previous experience in Jacksonville as a head coach. He, he made no uh, secrets that he wanted to get, a, get another head coaching job and that, he, and that the Raiders to him were, was a perfect marriage. And now he's there. He's got the gig. So Jack Del Rio back in a head coach chair. And, you know, the Raiders, guys, they, they wanted to have a big fish. And that's what we heard, that they wanted to make a splash with their head coaching decision. Do you think this counts as one?
4: I think it's interesting that Al Davis, before he died, decided to pluck away Denver's defensive coordinator in Dennis Allen. And so everyone said, Mark Davis, he's going to be doing things totally different. Goes and does the same exact thing. They are different coaches, though. I think, I think you ask any Jacksonville Jaguars fan... We had an old boss, Justin Hathaway, that was not big on Jack Del Rio. And for <laughs> yeah. good reason. I think that thing petered out at the end. It's not like a high-octane Q rating type hire, but it is an experienced guy who I, th- I think it's, I think it's a, solid, a solid move by the Raiders considering what else was out there.
3: I think when Mark Davis was talking about the big hire, the big splash, he also thought he had a very good chance of getting Jim Harbour, and obviously that didn't happen. I don't think that there was a head coach out there that would have made that big splash at this stage. I mean, Jack Del Rio is as big a name as Terrell Austin might be, as, as, as Josh McDaniels, as any of these guys that could get hired at this stage.
2: It is interesting to me because I just saw this close up with what happened with Rex Ryan and then John Idzik where it's an arranged marriage uh, where they don't come in together. You have Reggie McKenzie who's back and he seems to have the support, obviously, of ownership. But you would imagine he's got one year left to really make some gains. And if not, he's gone. It then puts Del Rio in a tough spot. So it's not a perfect landing spot for Del Rio in that sense. Uh, but uh, on the other level, the second job is the second job in the NFL. They don't come around a lot. I understand why he pounced on it.
4: I like I like hiring the coach for his second job when he's figured out a lot of the mistakes in the first. And I, you know, we've seen a lot of bad teams have that first-time head coach. Oakland getting the second. One thing that he has that Dennis Allen never had, two things, was one, a guy like Khalil Mack to build your defense around, more parts on defense than they had when Allen took over, and Derek Carr. I know we think that he's, you know, jury's out to some degree, but that is a solid piece to to start with Maybe. a quarterback that they also did not have. And so... Del Rio had to also measure this job and say, "Is this something I'll still be in three or four years?" Now he must think the answer is yes.
2: They still stink, though, and you yeah, know, they still stink. Things but... change quickly in the NFL, and maybe they'll be seven and nine le- next year or eight and eight, and they'll be on the right track. But. To me, it's still a risky job. If In 2015, knowing what we've known the last decade and a half, it's a tough job to take and hope that it works. But maybe Del Rio's the guy where it changes finally.
4: And he also knows that the Denver Broncos aren't going to be the Denver Broncos exactly. for the next 20 years. Exactly.
3: And, so, and that maybe is some insight into what the Broncos might be next year. If he's willing to take this job and be in, in a competition, in a division with the Broncos, maybe he has some understanding of what might happen there with a head coach and with the rest of that team.
2: And by the way, he uh, Del Rio, you made the point about second head coaching learning. He had a lot of time. He was one of those guys that lasted forever in yeah, his job and he just right. it kind of snuck up on you. He was there so long. 68 and 71 record in Jacksonville, two playoff appearances. So, you know, and he's to me like any other head coach, you're only as good as your quarterback and you know, once they really hit the wall with quarterback play, he was kind of done for. So, it it really rides on Carr and whether Carr can play and can uh build.
4: At this point, three coaches attached to Blaine Gabbert have been fired. He was the first.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Blaine Gabbert. Moving on. Uh, Jason Garrett and the Cowboys have struck a deal. This was last week they asked Jerry Jones, how come you still have Jason Garrett on a uh, lame duck status? He said, I wasn't ready to do it. Now he's ready. They complete a five-year, $30 million deal. And this one's kind of funny to me. And I saw Greg, our fearless leader, sent a tweet out that I I agreed with 100% that, uh, it hasn't. It hasn't been since Joe Flacco's Super Bowl year that a um, figure in the NFL benefited so much from a final year of a contract. He went from being a guy and Mark in his uh, iconic uh, reading of the defense of the Cowboys back in August, like a team that a lot of people thought were going to stink, including everyone in our podcast room. And he was a lame duck, so you thought that they would go five and eleven, six and ten. Maybe if they got lucky, they win seven or eight games, and then Garrett would be fired. Instead. They bounce back 12-4, and four, win a playoff game, almost get to the NFC title game, and now Garrett's got a five-year deal worth $30 million. What a turnaround for the red-headed
4: man! Well, and we were, <laughs> we were wrong about that defense, and Garrett yesterday said that one thing that he did this year, you know, it seemed like every offseason for the last two or three years it was like, oh, Garrett's duties are going to shift to the right or left a little <laughs> right. bit. It's like all this nonsense about how they're going to move cups around in the front office, but he said he spent a lot more time with the defense and actually learned about offense by talking to his defensive coaches more, which if you read, like, Collision Low Crossers, that Jets team, the offense and defensive coaches were siloed. I think that happens a lot in the NFL. Garrett was a better leader this year. It helps that you are one of the teams with a franchise quarterback, and they built that offensive lineup just in time.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And, look, it smacks a little bit of a Jerry Jones kind of overpaying and and overextending someone for, you know, a one-off. Three years would have been fine. Three (laughs) years would have been fine, exactly. That was exactly where I was going.
2: Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I guess it's just... So he took over just a little history. He went 5-3 and three as an interim coach after he replaced Phillips. 8-8, eight and eight, three straight years, and then has one big year, and he gets rewarded with a five-year deal. So, yeah, exactly what you you're, you guys are saying. You know, it's got uh, all the markings of a Jarrah overpay scenario, but... In Garrett's defense, he with the pressure on him, he stepped up and got a, had a big season. One if,
4: other thing, like Bert Breer pointed out before last season, that it isn't just his head coaching tenure that Jerry Jones looks at. He was a backup with this team. He was an assistant forever. They feel like they have eighteen plus years or so invested right. in Garrett, so there is maybe more patience with a longer contract. I
3: understand that, but I, uh, you know, if you if you may if you said. Your how put your house on it. Will he last through those five years? I couldn't honestly say that he will be there for five more
2: years. That's fair. Uh, moving on, so let's talk about the Broncos. We haven't really had a chance to get into this, uh, but John Elway and John Fox they they met on Monday and then decided to part ways. John Fox's tenure ends in Denver after four successful, if Super Bowl three years. Uh, Elway spoke at uh, had a news conference on Tuesday. Where funniest part of the news conference is how he opened it, where he says, "I want to start by," and how about his voice? He's got the best well, voice. it's yeah, it's from years it's a of tad great audibles. Uh, I want to start out by thanking John Elway. <laughs> I mean, Fox.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all
2: right, now we see where you're
3: at. Right, it's going to be a free son of truth in that. <laughs>
2: uh, and he says, so they parted ways, in the, and Elway said, "This is the quote." I think the main thing between John and I was we disagreed how to get to the next level. So obviously. Something rubbed Elway the wrong way about how these last two seasons ended with um, really um, losses that were not close in the Super Bowl and then in the division playoffs. So the the that moves on uh, with Fox p- perhaps landing in Chicago. We'll see how that ends up. But what's going on in Denver, guys, is we now have a potential house cleaning. Del Rio is going to be in Oakland. And we have Gase, who could be with the Niners. Doesn't seem like he's at the top of the list. And how this all connects to Peyton Manning, who is – supposedly, uh, or he said it himself, waffling a little bit what to do next. How would a potential new entire coaching staff affect his future? Your thoughts.
4: It's one situation where if we want to predict – whether Peyton Manning will be back, that that's the number one question. I think we have to find out what else happens over the next couple of weeks because no matter what Elway, however he wants to frame it, he came in hiring Fox saying this is plan A. We have one thing that we're doing here. But what we learned last night from a, you know various reports was that it's months and months of them growing apart, and then it wasn't like a Trent Balky, Jim Harbaugh, fiery type thing, you know, scenario. They just simply couldn't work together, but this is not what you wanted for what would be probably the final year for Peyton Manning, to have to start over, whether it's Adam Gase or anyone else, an entirely new coaching staff, that shakes everything up inside the building. Right.
2: I was surprised that not so much that that Fox left because we knew that was a potential possibility. We heard the reports and the chatter. I was surprised that Gase wasn't the guy that was elevated because that, to me, there was some level everything was still stable in the organization. It was just a matter of Manning having his guy still in the building so he doesn't go. Because remember, Manning, we've heard or been told, has been calling other teams, selling Adam Gase. so you would think that it would be a natural fit for him to slide up. But now it sounds like that's not the case, which to me adds a whole other level. And Mark, your prediction that Manning would play 16 more games back in September. You said this and then retire. It adds more credence that that could happen.
4: Will happen, by the way. I've been saying that for a year at this point.
3: <laughs> My take is a little similar to what the Buccaneers did when they kept going to conference championship games, couldn't get over the hump, said to Tony Dungy, farewell, we're bringing in John Gruden. The big difference, though, is that the Bucks had a plan then, and it doesn't feel like Elway knows where he's going next, and especially... He only could get to where he wants to go next if he believes that Peyton Manning is sticking around. Because I don't think the plan is bring a better coach in but deal with Brock Osweiler as your starting quarterback. Yeah, so, I mean,
4: yeah, this isn't the the Bulls bringing on Phil Jackson when they realized, wait a minute, Michael Jordan is a superstar and we can just get four other guys in here and win multiple championships.
2: Yeah, and I certainly think, I still think Galway believes that Manning will be back. He said that this wasn't going to be... A rebuild. He, he thinks they're going to be ready to go next year, and Brock Osweiler wouldn't be the guy you would think that's going to do it. that. So I still, I would be, and let's put some percentages on it. Uh, i am putting it at 80 20, the Payton's back. Uh, Mark, I know you have your prediction, so you don't want to stomp on that, but I, you know, maybe.
4: It was a two part prediction. I got okay. the first part right, so I'm just going to put this at 50 50. Okay, I like that. I like that.
3: Um, I think, uh, should Peyton be back, I think 100% he probably shouldn't. $19 million dollars he's doing it. Should year. not or should I don't think he should be back, right. but I think it's a, I agree with Dan. I think it's about a 70, 80% chance he will be back, partly because he wants to, to have another shot at it, and, and partly because he's got $19 mil- million that he's going to collect. And I don't believe that Peyton is saying, I've got enough money now, I can leave that one on the table.
4: I do think, though, it really matters. If they go get Terrell Austin as their head coach or someone else that was coming out of left field and it's not Adam Gase, and they've got to flip-flop and change the offense or he's got to re-speak that language to a new coordinator, that could suddenly get into Manning's head we're saying, wait, you know, this guy doesn't need money. It can't just be just about the money. It's not Peyton's quest at this point. Maybe if enough things aren't comfortable... This isn't the right situation Ask for Papa him. John. If it's about the money with Peyton Manning. <laughs> well, I can't. I'm not <laughs> sure Papa John versions. is a human, so I don't know.
3: But I, I, th- I think that uh, I mean, does Peyton need an offensive coordinator at this stage? Can we just get past the idea that Peyton requires, you know, has to now learn a new offense? He's going to be teaching some 25-year-old coach his offense, and frankly, is that 25-year-old coach even necessary?
4: My argument would be that one of the issues that Elway had with Fox and and Gase, frankly, it's not just Fox because he's a defense coach was that the way this team went run heavy down the stretch and went away from what they were and now he was injured we learned from Peyton right. Manning potentially but that's one reason I think Gase isn't this automatic you know heir apparent. it's that maybe Gase fell out of favor with Elway too with what happened with his team
2: all right gentlemen good news that's what's happening I really thought you guys did a great job
4: thanks team. are we done now can we I really LV? I, we're I want to thank John Elway
2: <laughs> this one's for John he didn't actually say that.
3: No, that was uh, that was Mr. Boland. Yeah, this one's for John.
2: <laughs> That's good too. <laughs> Thank you. All right, you're up, Sessler. Dead-on impersonation of someone.
4: I don't impersonate people, just like I don't drop movie quotes all over the place. Okay, Mar- I could try to impersonate Henry. Okay, go ahead. All right, very nice then. Good job by you fellows. I'll see you on Tuesday. <laughs> Wait, so is this a, is this the end? Huh? Is this
3: the end of the podcast? No, we're no, just
2: no, no. we're oh, just, okay, we're just it. getting I, cooking. Right. Uh, what did it feel like? It was like the end of a I podcast like type chat. Was that thank, solid? Mark
4: just thank me for, for <laughs> was being that here? even was I even in
3: the ballpark you of a very, I mean, I get I get British and, uh, imp- accent impressions it. on a day to day basis. And oh, that must yeah, be so annoying. That's one of the best. And of course,
2: my classic one: "What's happening, fellas, on TV. Good. Not no? That is so off base. Not even close. That is pretty Z solid. See Drizzle behind the glass, yes or no? Was that good? Yeah. Uh, he says, good. nah. Whatever.
4: I know who he's trying to be. That's a good sign indicator, <laughs> You know, acid test of an impression. It's you.
2: All right, let's move on, Mark. I couldn't believe, as I was reading it, I couldn't believe it, it was so great. Where will they land? A piece you wrote uh, that was published on our website, NFL.com, on Tuesday where you took a took a guess at where. Well, not a guess. Oh, uh, yeah, that's the that's wrong word.
4: Well, it's it was bordering on a proclamation. Uncast. Yeah, right. Gathering some facts, dealing in truths, and yes. t- swinging for the fences.
2: Uh, where uh, the teams that do not have head coaches, who will end up with those teams? So, and I'm looking at your list as I scroll down. It looks like right now, with the Del Rio news and also with the Jets news, you are two for two, my friend. Ow, go for it.
4: Well, this, by the way, this piece would not have happened if it were not for uh, Henry Hodgson, who. Came over with the put idea. it on your lap and said, oh no, it was his get to idea, work, monkey boy." Yeah, and I was like, you know, I'm in for a <laughs> nice, easy Tuesday. Glide back into the chair. Um, but it was it was good writing this. I enjoyed it, and I, it's going to be nice when I go six for six. Mark just, gave
3: me that look he gives gives me sometimes when I come over and suggest <laughs> a piece of content and, and looks disgusted with well, me. Well, the but first now,
4: piece was Peyton Manning landing spots when he's not a Bronco. We're that, do that, that might we're be do a little be bit, bit couple of day's Time
2: We're about ten seconds from me getting personal, so let's move on. So you got Todd Bowles. <laughs> That's how the list started. Uh, nailed that. We even got a little update on there. Um, you should add an update yourself, Mark, where you just put like, Nailed it.
4: I didn't even know they added updates. So, and then Todd Bowles, duh.
2: Stuff like that. Right? <laughs> right, let's go. Let's do that. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons. Mark, you say that now that Dan Quinn is no longer the apple of the Jets' eye, it makes sense that he'll end land with the Falcons. Tell us why.
4: I think this is the one team that might be patient enough to wait for someone because I, that's why I thought Rex Ryan went to the Bills right out of the gate was that he that he didn't know if he'd get that Falcons job. They like Quinn, I mean we already know that. Quinn, I, well, I, we had heard that Quinn was one of the two finalists. He potentially brings Kyle Shanahan with him as an offensive coordinator. I think it's uh, you know, it for me it just it was a fit at that point. I couldn't find another team and I thought was B- better for Quinn, other than the Jets.
3: Mm. The, so the Falcons, um, Arthur Blank's elderly mother passed away during the as the Falcons uh, search was going on. I think they'd spoken to Rex Ryan and they'd also, also spoken right. to Josh McDaniels. And speaking to NFL Insider Steve Weish the other day, he mentioned that the Falcons preferred McDaniels to Rex, which is presumably why Rex felt able to go and you know take that Buffalo position. Yeah, I, I wonder. I mean, obviously they're going to have to if Quinn is on their list as well, which is pretty short list by now. McDan- they're going to have to wait for McDaniels and Quinn for, to some extent for some length of time. So, uh, you know, I, I think it'll be – I think Quinn's a great guess. I think McDaniels could be a good guess And too. that makes
4: total sense because you've got Scott Pioli, who's gained more right. power there. You've got Thomas Dimitrov as the GM. They are McDaniels, Belichick boys. So that you could see that. happen. That's how this happens.
2: The San Francisco 49ers. Mark Sessler says, Adam Gase, uh, despite not a great ending to his final season in Denver – He'll lock down that job, and we're hearing a lot of buzz for Gase to San Francisco.
4: Well, there's another side to it that, you know, Ian agreed with someone else that tweeted that potentially Gase would be more than willing just to keep the entire defensive coaching staff intact, which means that Jim Tomsula, who's been there since 1912, will <laughs> continue with the team. You know, but Gase was he, Gase worked there in the past, so... Yep, I think. I mean, that certainly makes sense.
3: Uh, I guess you know the the question always with a guy like Gates is how much, and you know you you, you feel this with those offensive coordinators that've been with great quarterbacks, or you know, and I I, I from, can speak from personal experience with jo, personal experience with Joe Philbin and, and Cam Cameron in, in Miami. Um, but you either go, you, you you slightly worry about that, and I wonder if if Adam Gase is for is really. It's about Adam Gase, or it's like, well, if, if
4: Adam Gase comes with Peyton Manning, then you can expect the same production. Right. Gase did not, you know, from the, what we heard during Super Bowl week and last year, he did not want to be a head coach this season, right. 2014. He did not feel ready for it. So what's happened that suddenly makes him ready for that? that thinks maybe they want to vet where is he in his career. Time changes all men, Mark. That's a fair response. That's true.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The Chicago Bears, John Fox, he was immediately connected to the Bears uh, by NFL media insider Ian Rappaport. And Mark Sessler, he listens to the rap sheet, and he he, uh, takes that information in, and he then processes it through his own mind, takes a walk in the wilderness, and says, yeah, John Fox to Chicago.
4: Well, this basically is just rap sheets information, which I put into the post. I'm not trying to say it's anyone <laughs> that else's. That's really
2: just what this exercise is That's all about. sort of it. It is. It is a culling of other
4: people's reporting to some degree, along with some guesses that will be correct. Uh, but Fox, I don't. I don't. You know what? If I'm a Bears fan. What is it that gets me excited about John? F- if you couldn't win with the high arsenal power in Denver, you're going to bring him over to Chicago with a defense that's a disaster. What's what do we like about? Well, this? there's
3: levels of you couldn't win. I mean, he won enough to get them to a Super Bowl, to get them to conference championship games. I think the Bears would be pretty happy with that at this stage. I don't think they're saying no, no. We need a we need a guy who can actually win a Super Bowl rather than get our team there.
4: He's uh, like the nicest coach out there. He's a great I like guy. John but Fox. I like him too. It's not a personal thing. It's just that why? What's Feels the personal. huge upgrade? by bringing Fox in without interviewing seven other, ten other people? Well, I presume they have also
3: interviewed other people. I, don't, I mean, yeah, I, think, I, don't I think a bunch of the guys who've already been
4: hired, actually, they had
3: talked to as well. I think Bowles had been up there. I, I think Rex had been mentioned as being, uh, being interviewed by the Bears. So we'll, we'll see what happens with... And it, it, but it does feel like... It feels
4: a little B-minus. It's yes. like, you know what? I know I can't... I, you know, I'm 17 years old. I see, like, a, a, a group of girls over there that aren't going to talk to me. I've got to get a date to some dance. I'm going to go B-minus.
2: You're just gonna. I gotta get
4: in the door. I, g- I just I gotta rest. bring someone into the. D- I gotta get into you the. You don't want to roll in solo.
2: Yep. And then have to sit there like a clown while Boys to Men is playing. There so you, you go.
4: Right. But why not swing for the fences and take some chances in life? Yep.
2: Fair. Finally, the Denver Broncos. So Fox is out of Denver, and look at this: Gary Kubiak, former Texans uh, coach, uh, offensive coordinator of the Ravens, who who said, "Hey guys, I am not taking another job. I love it here in Baltimore. Love crabs." uh the food crabs I love the east i love the eastern seaboard. everything's great about this place. I like the o's uh I like the wire, but no mark says he's going back on his word and he's joining his old buddy Johnny boy in denver
4: i uh, for me and i we're still hearing that Kubiak has no interest in this so this could be a this could be a miss but it's not a it's not saying hey gary Kubiak, you know we know that you're not at the beginning of your coaching career. come take on a seven year project it's a you're George Seifert that's replacing Bill Walsh minus the titles. Come in. It's if Peyton stays and he's healthy. Why? Why couldn't you win a right. Super Bowl? Although I look at him and he's, I I do wonder if he can. He's no. He's also no different than John Fox. He's me.
3: also B minus. I but agree.
4: But the the interesting thing is
3: that when Fox was released, Gase was interviewing in San Francisco. So now Gates has come back to Denver and also has also had an interview with Elway. So I I, I guess there may be a, you know, a little – maybe Gates has some nice leverage at this point to whichever team he prefers to say, well, I got this this other girl who wants to go to the dance with me, to extend your analogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Elway – What are you offering? What will you be wearing? Mm-hmm. And Elway, not a
4: girl, mentioned um, yesterday <laughs> over and over that he wanted a like-minded coach to take over. I think that that, that – Split between him and Fox might have extended to Gase to some degree, but Kubiak's his old backup. That's right. his old. Vincent I'm John Elway, backup. and I'm a man. Well, that's no <laughs> doubt about that.
2: <laughs> all right, moving on. Good job, Mark. I, I I wish you the best of luck here with your your picks. Well, it doesn't affect my down.
4: status, my employment. No, on if any you get level six out get of six,
3: ready. if you get six out of six, Dan and I will take you out for dinner in Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona, during Super Bowl week. Okay. What If I
4: get five out of six, then you no, will you, buy you, it for us. No.
3: No,
2: and no, that is not Henry, how this went. As the director of programming, will rain fire down upon you.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'll okay. never, ever ask
4: you to do this Gonna again. Going to be putting Mark. a call into Mrs. Kubiak to get her husband excited <laughs> about moving to uh, Denver.
2: Before we get out of here, let's do our overly confident guys' guide to Championship Sunday. And um, as I said, each of us will take a team uh, playing Sunday and then uh, sell them ceaselessly on why they have no shot of losing on Sunday in the championship games and uh T D you've been drafted here because listen, we're a little short on body, so let's just keep it real. <laughs> I mean
5: <laughs> That's messed up. But no, we're ready to <laughs> roll. I even got a hype man with me, see Drizzle's back here.
2: Yeah. He's already <laughs> ready to go. He's in already in your back pocket, like turning on me about the impression of you. So Have I feel I feel like this is a good spot for you. So let's uh, let's break it down. I will be uh selling the Packers and so We're going to put 90 seconds on the clock, 90-second sell for each of us, and then the rest of the gentlemen uh, in the room and behind the glass can then ask questions and try to deflate the confidence of the overly confident bozo on uh, Championship Sunday. So I will take the Packers. Mark, you're going to take the Colts. That's right. Uh, Henry is going to take the defending champion Seahawks. That's gutsy. Easy money. And TD will take the Pats, the old guard. So why don't we get this going? Let's do this thing. And uh, I'll start. So T D you let me know when the when the clock's going.
5: Alright. Clock starts right now. And
2: keep and also oh, just keep on. me informed. <laughs> <Go on>. keep, <laughs> Not me, ready. keep me informed, like I need to know exactly when the clock is at where it's every thirty second or so. Uh, no, just you know, let me know. I'll let you know. Okay, good. Give you a thirty. I got my piece of paper out, I'm ready. All right, let's we hear go. It. let it rip. Let's do it. It's
3: a waste of your time.
2: There we go. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is on the Packers, by the way. I don't know if you guys know this. This is why they're going to win, because Aaron Rodgers is a legend. He's a living legend in the prime of his career. He's going to win an MVP. And fate, my friends. Do you know what fate is? Don't answer it, because this is my rant. Fate is something that is just, it cannot be stopped. It is what it is, and that is what Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are going to do. They're going to roll through Seattle. They're going to get revenge from that week one loss, that embarrassment, and it's because the, the QB on one leg is going to make it happen. And I have said this. This is an America's Game episode in real time playing out before us. So this is the revenge game over Seattle. How about the fail Mary? Anybody remember that? Double revenge. You know what happens when people get double revenge? That means there's no chance you could lose when you, you're out for double revenge. That's a stat uh, that I saw in the, 30 seconds. in the conference guide. Undefeated in the NFC title gameplay. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, 1-0, and uh, duh. Uh, NFL's best turnover differential. They've won eight of their last nine. Eddie Lacy straight concussed in week one. Not this time. Totally got his wits about him. Jordy Nelson never has two bad 15. games in a row. That's also in the stat guide. Clay Matthews, are you kidding me? That guy's crazy. Uh, no, I'm getting nervous. Uh, uh, fate, did I mention Five. fate? Uh, Packers, duh, winning. Winning.
4: All right, hold on here.
2: Yeah. By the way, before you ask any questions, just understand, that was pretty good.
4: All right, that was solid. But, I mean, we're talking about, you kind of glanced over the fact that Aaron Rodgers, outside of the fourth quarter last week, looked completely human, not like a living legend. And if that calf acts up, you were the guy that was in Seattle in week one. You saw the atmosphere there. You wrote about it endlessly. Teams change. All right. Endlessly, that
2: felt like a shot. Well, that wasn't the
3: word I was searching for. I noticed you didn't mention anywhere in there how the Packers are going to stop Marshawn Lynch from galloping through their defense. Tackling. Sound tackling. Sound tackling. Something something uh, we haven't seen a lot Clay Matthews. Oh, I don't know. You know, Clay Matthews. You ever hear of him? Yeah, I heard of him. I, playing I'll, pretty well right now. Yeah, well, I look forward to seeing him being run over by, by beast mode. All
5: I know is Aaron Rodgers is scared of a guy called Richard Sherman. doesn't even throw to his side. So, I mean, oh, you know, don't read fair. too much. That, save, that all, save that for my rant.
2: Let's save that for my rant. All is set up. All is set up for what he's going to do. He's going to torch Richard Sherman. All right, who's up? Let's go to the next one. Mark, it's your no turn. By the way, this is not typically uh, Mark's way to be boastful. I feel like he's going to struggle with this just because he's too humble a person. But let's see what he can do. Maybe
4: I'm not humble. Let's try (laughs) it. All right. Here we go. (laughs) Go. Ready? Here we go. Number one, you want to talk about the best quarterback in the playoffs right now? It is not Aaron Rodgers because he is hobbled. It is Andrew Luck. And I love that over the last couple months on this podcast, we look at the Colts and we say, you know what? Oh, yeah, they have Andrew Luck, but they're not a good team. There's nothing around them. Nonsense. This not-good team took care of a Bengals squad that people said had the most talent of any AFC team outside of the quarterback, and they just decimated Denver. They embarrassed the Broncos, and it wasn't just Luck who played in a fantastic game. It's what they did to Peyton Manning. He looked extremely human. I love the way the secondary is playing right now for Indianapolis. Vontae Davis is one of the best corners in football. I think he's going to do a nice job on Sunday. Number two, yeah, you know what? Smart teams decide when to cut bait. You want to be Rex Ryan and stick with the same quarterback for 18 months, 10 years too long? That's a nice time. The Colts take Trent Richardson. They ship him off into the wilderness. He's gone. The guy is not going to be active again because you've got Boob Heron. He runs the ball well. He has 18 catches over the last two playoff games. That's how Andrew Luck is not getting sacked. He's dumping the ball off. You've got the best quarterback in the NFL right now. He is going to get it done and stun New England. I'll keep talking if you, yeah, want, you want me to. Keep I got more 10 time. seconds. Number one, the Patriots know how to lose well, the championship one. games. <laughs> you already said number one. Number six, that was. <laughs>
3: that kind of fell apart at the end. Yeah, it did a little bit. I think that could be how the game goes as well. Three, mm. quor- three quarters, they might be in touch, and then the fourth quarter...
4: See ya. Totally I, disagree. My
3: first question is how does my how do my poor Jets get in this
2: conversation at all? Taking shots at Rex. <laughs>
4: hey, I'm not taking shots and, at your coach anymore. And
2: by the way, we're also going to give them credit for sticking with Trent Richardson for like a year and a half before they give up on him. Come on.
4: I think the point is now that they are where they are. They they got they moved him out of the picture. They found someone to come in, and he's doing a nice job. That makes them a d- different team than they were a month ago, two months ago.
5: Attack him, Henry.
3: I already did. I said it's gonna, it's going to go like that. It's going to be three quarters. He'll be in touch, and then they'll have no nothing to say I for the agree. final period. T- Take a shot.
5: I'm just going to s- I'm going to save that for my rant. Okay. Uh, I think you have you have it's to fitting.
4: regroup back there behind the glass. You're scattered. You both me, of you. I see you just You just gave of me eyes. more
5: av- ammunition
2: right there. It's like come on.
4: We'll <laughs> see.
2: You reminded me of the the two bullies from a Christmas story. Let <laughs> me know how that ended, <laughs> Henry. Your turn, buddy. All right,
5: All right, Ian, you're up. I'm
3: going to talk to you about the Seattle Seahawks. You guys started with players, how the players are going to be better. I'm going to tell you that the the Seahawks are going to beat the Packers. They're going to beat them with their players, but they're going to beat them with their fans as well. The 12th man. <laughs> the, Se- the Seahawks have the best record in the NFL at home since 2012, including the playoffs. They're 25-2 and at home. So good luck winning there. No team, I think that, well, there's two teams in history that have more home wins over a three-season span. The 96-98 to 98 Broncos, they're not turning up. The 96-98 to 98 Packers, they're not showing up. The 2014 Packers are showing up, but not the 98 Packers. The Seahawks at home rank first in wins in point differential and takeaways in turnover differential. The Packers, by the way, are going to have to fly across the country. When was the last time the Packers won a game on on the West Coast, Dan, Mister Expert? Tuesday. You don't have to answer. Don't answer oh. because I'm I'm speaking at the moment. Oh yeah. 2011. I don't even remember that. <laughs> uh, in fact, they're 0-4 since t- in, since 2012. Where's Russell Wilson is 9-0 versus quarterbacks with at least a Super Bowl. 30. He's 9-0 against quarterbacks <sighs> who've won an MVP award. He's fantastic. Uh, this, the Super Bowl quarterbacks, but they're not going to be on the same, f- the field at the same time. You're going to say, oh, Rodgers and Wilson, they're not going to be on the field at the same time. Well, Super Bowl, bowl winning quarterbacks against the Seahawks de- defense, 0-9. Oh, Doesn't sound good for you, buddy. <laughs> Amongst active players, Sh- um, Sherman has the lowest passer rating allowed in the in the postseason. Uh, i got so much to go on here. You're I should keep going. Time's up. That's a victory.
2: You feel good Just about yourself? Like the
3: Seahawks. I feel good about myself, but I feel good about the Seahawks. I almost feel like I'm a Seahawks fan.
2: Rooting for the house and blackjack. That's you.
3: Yeah. That's so what? I, I like to win. Sorry. I, I already No,
2: I already said, duh, winning. I took yeah, that line. I didn't say that. I said,
4: I like to win. But Sorry. But I took the
2: blackjack line from Bill Simmons. Mark, what do you have?
4: I hope you aren't looking at anything that happened in week one because it's a significantly different Packers yes, team. Yes, Mark. You, good call. Number one, Eddie Lacy has really only averaging eight yards per per game less than Lynch right. over the course of the season. Guess what?
3: Significantly different Seahawks team as well. Better than the one in week one.
5: TD, what do you got? I mean, who are the Seahawks going to throw to? I mean, Luke Wilson's going to be covered. They got the Seahawks have uh, they I mean, might as Packers. well get Owen Wilson out there. Luke's not doing nothing. Get Clay Matthews out there. You got Julius Peppers who had a great game. You know, so just
4: not, scared, just not
3: that scared. I, by the way, in my whole thing, be the both of these guys, their whole thing was based on the quarterback. Did you hear me mention Russell Wilson's name? I don't have to get to the quarterback because we beat you without a quarterback. You mentioned Russell Wilson like three or four <laughs> times. times. Did I?
4: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Finally, <laughs>
2: and finally, TD in his big spot right now. He has a real big chance. He's here. not.
4: This, he's going to blow this. <laughs> He's going to let the clock run as long as he needs. By the way, that's how he operates. Yeah, let's, let's, let's stop let's it. Let's be fair up. about the clock. I don't
5: need time in here, guys. I don't need stats. I don't need none of that. I'm going to start off with the defensive backs. We're going to start off with Darrell Rivers, aka Rivers Island, aka the best to do it since Dion Sanders, aka, <laughs> aka. You know, you know. What? Let's, let's move on to Brandon Browner. We already know all about Rivers Island. Brandon Browner. He was there. Here's the reason the Legion of Boom exists in Seattle, right? You know, physical corners up there in your face. He's gonna shut it down. And we go to and we go to Devin McCourty. Devin McCordy, I don't know if you guys know this. Identical twin, which is fitting because sometimes he plays like there's two of them out there. He's just straight out bowling. Alright, let's move on to the wrong game. The Colts have none, son. Boom Heron. More like
4: doomed Heron. I mean, come
5: on, are you kidding me? I mean <laughs> sad
4: who that needs right.
5: Who needs luck when you have skill? I'm talking about skill position players here. We got a Jew man. Element mm. or wide receivers throw sexy deep balls? Are you kidding me? Come on, come on, come on! Where's I the clock at? And we talk Gronk, man amongst boys. Don't don't get me started on Gronk. And then again, who needs luck when you're prepared? Is Bill Belichick, man, is best to ever? Do it, you know, what? along with Greg Popovich, Phil Jackson. All those big boys of the game, you know he's gonna be he's gonna be ready and ready to rock. Exactly. Lastly, who needs luck when you got Tom Brady? TB12, TB12 baby, <laughs> how is at your boy. No That's all we you. need. So we need. We got this. No clock.
3: No clock
2: needed. Oh wow! Fuck. See. Uh, <laughs> no countdown. There's a, you know, you didn't have the pressure. It's all over, guys.
4: I thought TD Shut did it a, down. a nice job there. But you know, this is the same thing people said about the Colts last week. All those same points. They can't run the ball, but yes, they could in big spots, and they use the running back in the short pass game as well. And everyone talked about, oh, Patriots cornerbacks, Broncos secondary, improved defense. It's Andrew Luck it doesn't matter who he's yeah. up against. He's going to get his yards. He's going to make those plays. He's going to score points against a New England defense that doesn't know what's coming. Andrew
5: Locke is the fourth-best quarterback left in the playoffs right now. That's utter nonsense, there. by yeah. the way. i just saying. I mean, I'll take the other three guys ahead of him. I it. wasn't
2: really paying attention. I was just hung up on Z Drizzles. Uh, yeah, they, that <laughs>
3: stuff was good. He was better, almost better than I was the really TD was. Good. <laughs> uh, the one thing I'd say is the, Patri- exactly. the Patriots season is going to end in a loss, whether it's this week or, oh, next, yeah. or, or in the Super Bowl. Doesn't but not against Colts. Right. Colts, so, you're not, not that pats. confident about them then? <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I am. the Colts. That Oh, the yeah, they're going to lose. I guess it's the, the Colts, team I'm overly confident it. about. They're going to lose somewhere. B- what a so group of overconfident
2: bozos. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So, that's I mean, it. That's it. the overconfident bozos. Uh, I thought that was, that was pretty good. I liked it.
3: I bet. It was all right. Whose idea was it? Yours? Yeah. Uh, yeah it was a great idea. It depends
2: if people like it. That's me. Hey, before we go, let's check in with the boss, Greg Rosenthal. We want to touch base with him at this very special time in his life. TD, do we have
1: Mr. Rosenthal on the double line? Double G, here it is. There you go. Gregory?
5: What
2: is
1: happening? And, and you know it's not Gregory. It's just Greg. The Double G ended.
2: Come on. I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. But it's fitting that we're talking about birth certificates because you're Papa again. A second time. Congratulations. We were talking about it earlier in the show. We said we've got to get Greg on to talk to him about it. How you feeling?
1: Yeah, it's awesome. I actually just walked in. Um, with my son Walker, who I named. Whoa, Whoa name! <laughs> let's talk about
5: this. Breaking news! I, I know.
1: I, I named him like three hours ago, pretty much after the lady walked in and said, "You know, do you have your birth certificate before you leave?" So it's kind of like a deadline we had been debating for oh, how stressful. a couple of days, and boom!
4: I like
2: it. I, I like, like it. Great new. one. I like it a lot. And it is interesting that uh, Mark named his son Luke. You named your son Walker. If I have a girl, I'll name her Sky, Luke Skywalker.
1: Oh, I <laughs> like that. that? <laughs> yeah, it's Such a nerd. <laughs> One of my friends immediately asked me that I name him after Antoine Walker, which I wish I had thought of that, but no. It's actually after Walker Percy, the writer.
2: Ah, very good. I thought it was Larry Walker, the Rockies slugger. <laughs> Todd Walker, uh, that's great. So you are now a dad a second time. Henry has three kids, which is like a crazy amount to me. It's
1: too many. Wait, is Henry there right now? I yeah, am, oh, yeah,
2: Henry's
3: sitting in your chair, I think. I'm sorry about that, Greg, but congratulations.
1: Thank you very much. This does fit with my theory, though. I feel like if I left for a couple of weeks, which I am planning to do after uh, the Super Bowl, that, that Henry will be taking over the Around the NFL podcast and really the whole group by the time I'm back.
3: I would never do that. We we've actually. I'm not really sitting in your chair. We in your chair. We've encased your chair in glass. As it, as you left it last time, you sat on it.
4: I think Greg, your senses are uh, they're on. They're correct. There's a real threat of that. I can just feel the vibes of power coming off of Henry during this whole show.
2: Yeah, I would be, in general, I'd just be looking over my shoulder because Henry, the guy knows what he wants, and he goes after.
3: And the first thing I'd do is make some changes.
1: <laughs> and he's good, and he's classy. I yes. mean, you got the voice. My voice is annoying. I, I feel it.
2: I mean, listen, That's uh, we're not thinking that, but I feel it's interesting to you that that's crept into your thought process. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, we just wanted to check in with you. Walker, I like it. Walker Rosenthal, very powerful. Uh, that, that sounds like someone that's going to do things in life, so... That's good. Now you have what you have to do is you have to raise him properly, and uh, make all the right decisions uh, to be a father that your son respects. No pressure,
5: though.
1: There is there is more pressure. I don't know, Mark. I guess you you feel it. You that's all you have. Maybe Henry, who has a son and a daughter, I do feel more pressure, like as a father to a son, that I better I better do this right. You know what I'm saying?
2: We have no doubts. Well, I don't have any doubts. Mark seems to be (laughs) shaking his head right now. No,
4: I am. No, that is totally (laughs) false. I think that you'll be. You're a great boss. We all feel that way. Number one, you'll be a great dad too. Henry, Henry, now Henry's shaking his head at what I just said.
3: No, I'm not at all. I think. I mean, I I think I've already said it. I think Greg's going to be doing fantastically. He will be a a wonderful father to a son.
2: Excellent. (laughs) Uh, All right, Greg. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy uh, your growing family. Yeah. All right. We uh, we, we spend our you. love
1: from from the Rosenthal.
2: All right, and we'll be we're going back downstairs to crank out some content content for you.
1: Good. <laughs> what I like so to hear. Us.
2: I'll see you guys. All right, later. All right, that's it for Wednesday's edition of the Around the NFL podcast. Uh, barring uh, results coming through on the independent investigation, which would cause some other issues with the behind the glass, we will be back on Thursday with another edition the big championship Sunday preview episode and that's exciting. Uh, so make sure you tune back in for that. This is Dan Hansis signing in for signing off for Hank. Handsome Hank, thank you very much for joining us, Henry, the great Sizzler, Quiet Storm, Greg, congratulations. Walker, welcome to the world and T D and Z Drizzle behind the glass. Till Thursday.